do we see at Groundswell this year, the 26th and 27th of June, close to London, UK? Many friends of the podcast will be there. John Kempf, Abby Rose, Benedict Bozo, Henry Dimbleby, Claire Hill, Russ Carrington, Andy Cato, Tim Coates, and many, many more. See you there. Welcome to a very special episode of the podcast where we check in with Paul Wupkenberg, Agroforestry Investment Lead Europe at Ecosia, the search engine that plants trees. We had him on the show two years ago, and it's definitely time for a check-in. Welcome to another episode of Investing in Regenerative Agriculture, Investing as if the Planet Mattered, a podcast show where I talk to the pioneers in the regenerative food and agriculture space to learn more on how to put our money to work to regenerate soil, people, local communities and ecosystems while making an appropriate and fair return. Why my focus on soil and regeneration? Because so many of the pressing issues we face today have their roots in how we treat our land, grow our food and what we eat. And it's time that we as investors, big and small and consumers, start paying much more attention to the dirt slash soil underneath our feet. In March last year, we launched our membership community to make it easy for fans to support our work. And so many of you have joined as a member. We've launched different types of benefits, exclusive content, Q&A webinars with former guests, Ask Me Anything sessions, plus so much more to come in the future. For more information on the different tiers, benefits and how to become a member, check gumroad.com slash investingregionag or find the link below. Thank you. Hi Paul, welcome back to the show. Last time we talked, you shared more details on your quest to find farmers wanting to implement, financed by Ecosia, agroforestry systems in Europe. Can you share what has happened with that competition? Hi Kuhn, and thank you very much for this uh, opportunity to catch up and um, give an update on what happened with uh, uh, Ecosia's fund and incubator for regenerative agriculture. It has been a very interesting year. Um, in uh, early 2020, no one really spoke about agroforestry. And then uh, in January 21, uh, even the German Bundestag held a debate on the urgent need to support the implementation of um, perennial agricultural systems like agroforestry. And uh, so we we clearly uh, see that it, it's, a, it's a more and more established message that uh, trees and agroforestry are key to regenerative agriculture. And the question really is now how to make this happen and how to drive this transition accelerated. Um, we find that um, money is still an issue uh, in the sense that uh, the, the high upfront costs uh, need to be financed and many farmers are not willing to either take the risks or don't even have access to, to that amount of money upfront um, for a farming system that they, that they are establishing basically from scratch. Um, banks are still hesitant, although we, we do see a lot of movement there as well. Um, we see that, uh, for example, in Germany, the GLS uh, Sustainable Bank has, um, is making an offer now. Um, they provide 100 million euros for um, regenerative agriculture at a very interesting interest rate. Um, we hope that more banks will follow that example. Um, but we generally do find that the, the interest so from farmers into our offer has also increased. We funded four projects in 2020 and uh, three alone in the first quarter of um, 2021. And the pipeline is uh, continuously growing and, and, and filling. <clears throat> so actually we changed the mode in a way uh, that uh, we, we are not really a competition. It's not a competition anymore 
projects can approach us at any time and uh, especially early on in their planning phase to try uh, um, to, to discover early on whether this could be a match and then we can also help them, guide them, um, connect them with experts or other projects and, um, and uh, yeah, basically jointly um, develop successful projects. The offer that we are making to farmers is still the same. It's a financial partnership to fund the transition uh, to or the, the creation of a farm um, that will honor regenerative practices um, and build production systems that uh, really regenerate soil and, and healthy ecosystems. Uh, that said, we also want to stimulate market-viable production systems, so farms that can produce food for local, national, or even global markets um, and, uh, and survive in, in those markets from the, the profits that they generate. And this is why uh, we provide loans and not, not grants to farms. Um, however, we, we don't, uh, it's, it's not a normal, typical mortgage type of loan. It's a form, it's a loan with a subordination clause. So it doesn't stand in the way of other primary lenders like, like banks. We don't have any, we don't get any securities for the, the loan. Um, and in, therefore, it's, it's, uh, it's nearly as risky as equity capital for us, um, which is why we expect a fairly high interest rate of 6 to 7%. Um, that's higher than most bank loans, but mitigated by the, the flexibilities that we build into the loan contract. For example, there are no early payback fines. Um, there can be an interest-free extension period uh, if there are financial difficulties um, at the farm, etc., what has been the key two lessons you've learned in the past two years? I would say the first thing is that uh, when you're afraid of being in a niche market, uh, like agroforestry is clearly a niche within regenerative agriculture, which in itself is a niche in agriculture as a whole, um, then uh, you might quickly doubt and, and get scared whether you're really on the right track, whether this is the right thing, whether it will really have an impact, etc., um, but we were quite certain of, of that somehow, um, even even though we are not we weren't experts in the field uh, at the beginning. Um, and now we have discovered that uh, it turns out to be a really important lever. Um, people and uh, um, people did follow and and sort of um, pick this topic up, um, not just because of us, but uh, in parallel there have been many other activities, many other initiatives and and companies and. Um, experts that have voiced their opinion. So lots of things happened. Um, and uh, so the learning really is like when you're convinced that you're on the right track, follow on and go for it. The second one, uh, I would say, is that uh, more specifically now to the funding and investment theme of agroforestry, um, I believe that the long-term funding for agroforestry isn't really the problem. Um, there will be banks, uh, there will be um, subsidies, etc., but uh, immediately now, the change needs a catalyzer. And uh, that means we have to share the risks that are involved in setting up this kind of systems. And um, that is necessary to get started quickly. And of course, there, there should be a kind of sharing of the risks. And we are willing to do that in exchange for a share of the profits uh, later in the form of, of these subordinated loans that I explained. But um, beyond that, I think uh, so it's really a call out for other investors that want to put money into space, uh, we believe now is the right moment. Um, go for it. It's a very promising field. 
and um, the acceleration of this transition is really worthwhile. And now we are in the summer of 2021. What will you be focusing on with Ecosia for the next few years? The focus for the rest of this year and next year uh, will really be to scale our activity up. Um, so far, we have invested somewhere a bit over half a million euros. Um, we would like to invest three to five million euros next year in 2022 um, and uh, do this with an alliance of like-minded companies, foundations and uh, other impact investors. So this is really also a call uh, call for others to join us um, in this new alliance. We want to jointly catalyze the, the transition towards regenerative agriculture in Europe through these type of on-farm investments. Um, our focus thereby lies on farms that will incorporate trees into farming. One specific criteria is that at least 30% of the revenue uh, of those farms should come from trees in 15 years. And uh, so we are looking for farms like that. We are uh, simultaneously increasing the pipeline of projects that we are speaking with. And uh, this uh, now is uh, on a continuous basis. So looking forward to hearing uh, both from farmers as well as interested co-investors. And what are you looking for from the audience of the podcast? What kind of investors should reach out and learn more and join you? So the criteria for becoming part of this new uh, financial alliance for regenerative agriculture in Europe are that uh, we should share the same values. So your business model should certainly be 100% deforestation free and uh, ideally you already have a track record for in climate action. Um, and then uh, you should be willing to contribute at least uh, 500,000 euros next year um, in form of loan or, or grant. Um, and, uh, of course, uh, be willing to share the risks with the farmer, um, like we have been doing, in exchange for a moderate rate of, re of return. Um, for any details, of course, I'm very happy uh, to get in touch and uh, look forward to, to hearing from any investors that are interested in, in joining us and get on board very quickly. Lastly, I just want to re-emphasize the reasons why I uh, really encourage you to join us. Um, in this uh, investment into regenerative agriculture and notably agroforestry. Um, so first of all, you, you will be planting trees with a purpose, uh, not just reforestation, but uh, you're really restoring degraded farmland. Um, and thereby you will demonstrate climate positive farming at scale. Uh, this is our aim. We want to show that uh, agriculture can actually become a carbon sink instead of being a major carbon emitter. So hereby we are working uh, jointly then on a, on a, one of the largest levers for changing our climate. The third reason I would say is really the potential for catalyzing this transition and unlocking other funding. So if you we have found that when we coming on when we are coming on board of projects, um, the banks and other funders are a lot more willing to take the same risks and, and be on board. So you could play the same role with us. Um, and then lastly, we are, of course, not only providing the financing. We also want to create a network of these kind of farms, um, really uh, multiplicate their, their impact, um, making them lighthouse projects in Europe and beyond, and tell their story to spur the widespread adoption of these farming systems. So really, the impact goes much beyond just financing, and uh, we hope... Um, that this is of interest 
for you and for others that you may speak to about this. Thank you so much for that update, Paul. And for anyone interested in connecting with Paul and learning more, please email at regenerate at ecosia.org. Regenerate at ecosia.org. If you found the Investing in Regenerative Agriculture and Food podcast valuable, there are a few simple ways you can use to support it. Number one, rate and review the podcast on your podcast app. That's the best way for other listeners to find the podcast, and it only takes a few seconds. Number two, share this podcast on social media or email it to your friends and colleagues. Number three, if this podcast has been of value to you, and if you have the means, please join my membership community to help grow this platform and allow me to take it further. You can find all the details on gumroad.com slash investingregionag or in the description below. Thank you so much and see you at the next podcast.